0: go
1: on. <laughs>
0: yes. So hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Network Hour podcast. I am your host, Molly Creese. And today I have back again as my guest, the lovely Tammy Wiley. And we have a lot to talk about today. It's Women's History Month. We're going to be sharing a lot of our personal experiences. We're going to be talking about about professional women versus professional men, the gender gap, all those things we're going to be tackling in this discussion today. I know half an hour is not enough for what we're going to have to say today, but I hope that you will enjoy this episode and that we will share some really great gems with you today. So let's get started. Um uh, Tommy, before you get started, I was doing some research, and I wanted to to just do so to just give you some some stuff here before we get into that discussion. I was looking at and we were on the same page with this. I was thinking about women businesses, the pandemic happened, what is going on, and all of that stuff. And I did a search for. Um, how many bus- women businesses have opened up and, and are being successful and stuff like that. And what came up is, according to Zapier.com, an average of 1,821 new businesses start per day by women in 2022. 16% of startups had at least one female founder. And according to score.com, the annual report from the National Women's Business Council, women-owned businesses earned $1.8 trillion in revenues, but that's only 4.3% of the total private sector annual revenues which is a very, very low percentage. Then it says the 2022 Women and Minority Business Owner Spotlight Report from Bank of America also shows that women-owned businesses are ready to grow. 63% expect revenue to increase. 47% plan to expand their businesses, which is great. But then we come to the challenges for women business owners and then it says uh, 29% of them talk about not having access to capital and not having equal access to fi- financing. And we go into regulations, sufficient family support, being taken seriously, owning your accomplishments, balancing business and family life, building a supportive network, and then it shows that 25% of women-owned businesses are less likely to apply for loans versus men businesses, 33% of men do. So with all of that information, let's get into the discussion because I know I know we have a lot to talk about. So um, I'm gonna kick it over to you.
1: Yes. Um it's quite it's quite an interesting article and and some and very alarming evidence that you' you brought up and i think what contributed to um a lot of businesses or women-owned businesses increasing during the pandemic or the increase of that um had to do with the shift the pandemic brought across with um, people losing their jobs and um, and even um, a loss of, you know, pe- uh, women who have lost jobs and 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 um, was displaced during the pandemic. I think um, um, it, it, a lot of it too had to do with having to be home to support the family and them having to sometimes now decide to leave if they wouldn't won't even put out, but still having to provide for for our household. So I think all of those factors um, considered. Um, played a part in that decision with regard to um women um finding bonding i'll be quite honest and and i'll say it sometimes we don't access the information or have that type of network sometimes as men do to even branch out and 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 ask for the appropriate help you you know you, you you get what i'm saying Men will find it so much easier in some cases or most cases to navigate and find that help and latch onto a network to, to get that funding. And I think that I think um, resources available, and there are resources available to women too. I know um, the New York Small Business, um, SBS and all of that, they do have um, and they do, there are incentives for minor, minority um, and women-owned businesses, but you don't hear much about it. It takes a lot of research and a lot of road mapping to find out what's
0: available. Mm-hmm. And and two, is it really is it really unequal footing with men, even though they have those resources? It is, though it is unequal, it is it creates an unequal footing. Let's consider this: not
1: even um, entering the realm of being a business owner, but even in the workspace. Look at women, women take maternity leave, look at the gender pay gap. This was a quite a big thing, and it's still apparent even today. Men do have more of a footing than women in the in, in professional realm. There are several articles to support that. And um, it's sad. It's sad because we navigate and we handle a lot more. Um, even there's biases around. <laughs> securing employment or having to leave the work to take some maternity leave Mm -hmm. as well and this is where they came up with this paternal leave and all and all of that all of that so
0: so yes Mm -hmm.
1: it's apparent
0: let's let's tackle um these challenges one by one because the first one that came to mind was the that came up was equal access to financing and you mentioned the the small business um organization um but although they are trying to create these avenues for women there is still a large gap where everything is um centered around the men because um i don't know who song said that we are living in a in a in a in a, in a um in a man's world in a in a man's world right <laughs>
1: excuse me
0: it's, it's a man's world and so it uh, it seems like we've been fighting this fight for a long time to get um some equal footing and and we're realizing now that we still have a ways to go when it when it comes to that um equal equal access to financing uh so so how is it that we're supposed to? open businesses and all of that stuff if there's no equal financing? Do do you think that there is still uh, a traditional structure where uh, men are in charge and they need to be in charge? Because if you look at a long time ago, women didn't work. Um, you, your, your position was in the home. Um, you couldn't open a bank account and all of that stuff. Do you um, even though we've come a, a, a mighty long way? Do you think that that traditional hub is still hovering over why that is happening?
1: I think we've made significant strides. However, it's the it's information, it's access to information now that that's our issue. I know of a couple um, agencies and. Um, because I've worked um, with um, NYC Business Solutions for some years, I understand the umbrella of businesses that support um, our services that are available um, to women. So I would not say that um, some people still have the mentality, yes, but on on an overall sense, we have made strides in making things available for women, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Some companies culture or the culture of some organizations have changed to to adapt to facilitate um the growth of women in 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 in, in uh, to, who in spite of facing challenges right so really it's accessing the information and 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 and, and networking I
0: believe so now I'm going to challenge you on that we're talking <laughs> generally in a general umbrella about women. Right. But let's 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 separate it there. And although there are all those avenues for women, how is it beneficial to a uh, black women? It, and how is black? <laughs> because uh, when we when we separate it, uh, we talk about all <laughs> women. But now let's get into the deep dive of talking about black women. How successful are we? At getting those resources, uh to to develop our business. So, as
1: black women, we fight a unique challenge, and it's twofold. First of all, it's being in the minority or being black, and then we deal with the other sense of being female. So, yes, we are challenged with something that's nuanced and something that is unique, and 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 uh, and and. And the fight to combat that must. <laughs> it, it, it takes particular effort on our part as Black women to, 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 to break those barriers. Um, I've seen plenty and, and a lot of um Black women owned um businesses that thrive and that are doing well, and um Black female thought leaders. So again, I always say push against the boundary. Um, develop a network, find your niche. I am not going to say that it's easy because it's hard. Even in the industry that I am in (laughs) of resume writing and, and being a career strategist, I have seen my female Caucasian peers who probably have less experience And less of a skill set, push and
0: thrive.
1: Skyrocket to the top. Skyrocket to the top only because they know who to latch on to and then they know the networks to navigate. However, as Black women, even if we know the networks to navigate, and where to go, would those networks accept or, or, or even extend that same um that same way or clear that same path as they would for a, a female um Caucasian counterpart? So it's really it's like everything else, it's identifying and navigating and s- and, and remember, in our last conversation, we spoke about finding your tribe. Yeah, <laughs> it's finding your tribe, and we can't stay. I am. I'm never for one. I I recognize, but I'm never for one to sit in a corner and lick my wombs. I might. Ask, I might. Sit, I might sit in a corner for one day, <laughs> but then quickly recalibrate and 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 find.
0: That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a great question that you asked. And a conversation just came to mind. I was having a conversation uh with a colleague of mine. She she is a black woman as well and we were talking about mentorship and sponsorship, right? And she was saying throughout her career, she had a sponsor and it was a, a white male sponsor. And she was saying that it's the white white males who um, would um, invest. But then on the flip side, I was looking at it and I'm like, yes, you're a black woman, but on the outside of your skin, the outside of your skin is it's it's not it's a different shade. It's not really black. Black. You are. She's passing oh, She's right. passing. Yes, right. So and we can't ignore that there is some there is still some sort of uh colorism in, in the corporate world, in the corporate yes. environment. And even though you are um there are different shades of black, right? And so sometimes it's it's the shade you are that that does not enable you to get noticed, or to get looked at, or to get those resources. That a different shade might be going through hell to get that same. So we have to look at that reality as well. And, and how do we, how do we as black women overcome that and celebrate our sister for getting that one, so getting forward in her career and not building that negative malice towards us not getting it because of uh the forces or the 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 stereotypes or the the colorism or whatever <laughs> that might be happening over here in, in in corporate America.
1: So how do we navigate that? That that is the, the question. It, that that is the, that is the uh, challenge. It is a challenge. And I always, it, I think it really goes back to finding um, your network, picking your battles and 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 just there are resources out there. And yes, it's apparent. I would say it, it's not a total block. The only thing is, is that we have to prove ourselves 10 times more mm-hmm. than, than, than uh, the fairer or the more passing counterparts, right? Um, so it really zeroes. It would it would take. Um, we have to build more strategy around about breaking these barriers, and I I I have seen it work, and um, it does work. Find a unit and and just growing. I, I mean that is my. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's finding, finding your
1: tribe, right? Um, yeah, finding your tribe and growing in
0: okay, it. Okay, so since we're saying finding your tribe, let's tell our listeners how do you go about how do you go about finding 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 your tribe? Because you have to be you have to be very strategic in going about finding your tribe. And find before finding your tribe, you have to understand what your goals are, where you want to get to what you want to do and then you seek those people out that you would that would be helpful to you and be valuable to be in your network so some assessment is important some research is important (laughs) before you actually start building building that tribe and Mm -hmm. then we have to remember that there are some people that you might approach that might not be receptive and then there are also people that you might not approach but people that would be looking at your progression looking at your brand and what you're building and would um just instinctively gravitate to what you're doing and want to help you
1: yeah yeah I think um well for me at least um with COVID, I started using the internet a lot more and <laughs> navigating online um, social networking and like-minded professionals um, in my particular field. And I was happy to find a couple that I've managed to grow um, in. And while not everyone in the organization um I've built alliances with the couple of alliances that I've managed to build. We were able to develop an exchange mm-hmm. to further each other's uh, mission in 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 that in in that particular industry that I'm in, which is um, resume writing and, and career coaching. So, what I use that example to see: do your research, as you said, find and latch on. To, to online um, networks, communities. Facebook has flipped the script and now there are a lot of professional groups on Facebook as well as on LinkedIn. And then you can even find professional groups per industry by just doing a Google search. I came across uh, the Professional um, Association for Resume Writers by just doing a Google search there might be a membership fee attached to your membership and become engaged in some of the meetings. Yeah. Listen, attend, contribute. Um, and I think it's from your contributions. And this is, and I'm speaking because this is how it happened to, for me, right? From your contributions. The people who are objective and like-minded, regardless of their shade ethnicity they will become allies and they will help further your mission however keep in mind that this is a two-way street yeah and as much as they pour into you you must pour into them and, and keep the uh relationship symbiotic right so be prepared also to to make deposits because those those that that's your investment, right? I like oh, to call it um I like to call it your um hmm. your 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 collateral, your social collateral, <laughs> right? Yes, and it, that's the thing, social collateral, that's right?
0: That dog, that, that social collateral
1: <laughs> Do that as, as money. You, <laughs> your yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Your
1: social collateral, right? Yeah. because. Believe it or not, the networks that you build can—it's like investments. Mm-hmm. Definitely, because, you know, because opportunity would come up by someone mentioning you might go towards it. Throw your hat in, it, and boom—you mm-hmm. land a pay increase. So you land. So, so really, continue. Don't be daunted by the negative aspects of it, because yes, they are, and you will experience it. And that's exactly what they want you to be daunted and stop push further and you would and and, and you you'd, you'd find your space let's
0: That's get into something to. else that we're not on equal footing with let's talk about having that support and when we talk about support I'm going to talk about here now the the family support not having sufficient family support um that that was one of the things talked about in the article um when women With women and and doing their own business and stuff like that
1: (laughs) this is interesting because this came to mind only this week for me and a lot of thought leaders and authors um, business authors their first um, their first advice to any entrepreneur is your friends and your family are not your clients. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Your friends and your family are not your clients because sometimes, while they might try, you on and say yes, yes, yes. Some people just are just, just not align with your vision. There's your family, but you mm-hmm. can't be for it. So it, it 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 it. In that situation, it takes setting clear boundaries. Mm-hmm. Setting clear boundaries the time that you need to further your goals, your personal aspirations. And in that, uh, and in setting those boundaries, you may ruffle a couple feathers, but you're a very, very immediate family who who is under your roof too, but understand that you're trying to further a mission mm-hmm. for, for, for them and just carry on. That's what I say.
0: Let's talk about the dynamic in terms of if you are uh a family where you're married and you have kids and also let's talk about the dynamic where you might be a single mother trying to build this business and you have all these other other things that come across your plate let's 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 talk about that cuz i know a lot of our, our women listeners are in this situation where you're not a you're not a single mother but you might be in a marriage where um you have to do so many different things on top of you trying to build that business or you might just happen to be in that lane where you're a single mother and you're still trying to build this business as well.
1: So I can fully relate to that. Um Trying to find time to further yourself professionally while trying to manage home and, and all of that. Um, I don't. And for me, I, I can share from my experience. Be realistic. This is my this is my first step. You have to become realistic by the level of support given in your house to then take things on on your plate. Sometimes you may have to make the sacrifice to not take on the additional until circumstances change. Children will grow up and grow a bit more independent. So at that point, you would take on an additional thing and an additional thing and an additional thing. And that's how it happened for me. I have had a vision for a very long time to begin um, my resume writing business, but because my child was younger and was less independent, I wasn't able to, and he has worked solely as a source of income, right, To, to get that. And as he grew, things changed and I started, and now he still needs support and he still needs help. So I can't take on as much clients as I need to. So we really have to be realistic with ourselves and our time and plan accordingly. So that's my first course of advice. Another thing is identify your allies in your family, grandparents, sisters who can help support by watching and, and supporting.
0: Yeah, and you I just wrote family. down, build, build a village. Yes,
1: build, Yeah, build, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, it takes a village, but also not everyone is willing. So you really have to tap in and identify that support and utilize that support. If, if um you know, if you, you have that. But I would always say, Plan and realistically plan, and set a map before taking a course of action. Because it, 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 that, it, as as women, as mothers, as as people um, navigating homes and other things um, in our lives, without a plan, you would feel overwhelmed. Mm. And in creating that plan, identify resources and creating that plan as well.
0: Yeah. I would wanna say add to that too and say to the men, needs to be supportive as well. And if you're in a household where you're married, I would say to the woman that you need to sit down with your husband and discuss, (laughs) like you said, a plan. This is where we wanna go. This is how I want to help the family. What can we do to build as a unit so that all of the pressure is not on me to build my business, to tend to the house, to tend to the kids, all of these things. Because let's face it, men have it easier. They just have to get up and go to work. Most, Most men are not family men in the household where they're doing household chores. They're the ones being the dominant parent of taking care of the kids and all of that. It has fallen on women because we are nurturers. We are the mothers. We are all of that. And, and I know there are some men that do it. Um, but if we look at the stats for mostly, mostly men will go out and they will go out and work while the women have to figure out how to go to the PTA meeting, how to bake the cookies, how to get the kids to school, all those different extracurricular activities and all of that stuff. So I think it would be important to sit down as a family unit and say, yes. I really want to do this. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, and how can we build this into our family system so yep. that it's not a strain on on myself only. Right. Uh, for, for single mothers, it's going to be a little bit different because yep. I can speak from experience. My sister is go, going through this right now. And like you said, a village is needed. You have to vi- yes. build a village because I pitch in whenever I'm, I'm, I'm needed and whenever I have the time so that she can go out there and pursue her dreams pursue her career and it's not easy especially when you're in a situation where the father of your child might not be pulling um that weight like he's supposed to and uh even though you have a good um the child ha- might has a good father whatever <laughs> he has to go out and work as well and then mm-hmm. what happens is the onus is still on the woman to mm-hmm. take care of that child and make sure that everything is is going smoothly. So when you look at it, it's really, really difficult. Women mm-hmm. have a really difficult time of navigating all of that. And like you said, a village is important. A tribe is important mm-hmm. uh, because if you don't have all of that, then you're not going to be able to do what you want to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, certain, yeah, yeah. And I identify you. Uh, identifying your allies, really, (laughs) excuse me, in creating that plan.
0: Yeah, definitely. Then we jump into being taken seriously, right? And, And it's not just being taken, being taken seriously as a leader, as a boss, as a business owner, and I've coached clients where they've told me that um, they they have an offer, they have a package, and their price has been brought into question. People don't want to pay them what 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 they were, and all of that stuff. <laughs> Versus, if you're looking to do business with a male counterpart with a bail business, they don't get as much or the same reaction of people not wanting to pay their price, not wanting to hire their business or what have you. So that is all under the realm of being taken seriously. So how do we combat that as women and and really showing up as the bosses that we are and really being commanding that respect that, that we need.
1: I really think it, 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 we have to come as a force to be reckoned with in our meetings, in our presentations, and how we deliver. I think once we are able to create a, and build a value around our services, backed with solid evidence of of recommendations and and, and results. And we sit in front of someone who's doubting us and saying us and wouldn't want to pay us our price. I think it becomes easy for us to maintain and continue to push to find that person who will who will um, give us our worth because we have provided, or we've set our value proposition. Mm-hmm. I was speaking to, um, and not to um, relegate um, what we spoke about earlier in terms of it, it not being apparent, but I have a very close friendship with... Um, a, a brown friend who was in the industry as myself, like brown uh, uh, Latina, but she can be bypassing, right? But we have built such a close friendship in that we, after speaking to a client, or after pitching a client and stuff, we she'll text me and we, we talk and stuff. And then she'll say, well, this one didn't wanna pay well, How do we, so they themselves too, sometimes in, in, <laughs> encounter those challenges. So I don't want us to kind of zero in and think and and there are challenges out there, but we once we with we have to strengthen our core and strengthen our minds to to, to, to in in terms of that we become so unwavered of the value that we bring that once we are hit by that, it's not taken personally. as women in business, as women who would be um, pitching people and presenting information to people, and not only women, as Black women in business. We have to solidify and build a very strong value proposition for ourselves. People will buy, some people won't. When I was talking to that friend about her circumstance, I presented this analogy most people if not all people need vehicles they need cars right wherever you go even if you're living in new york city you you still need a, a vehicle to 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 go here and there right with, with, with a subway station but not every person needing a vehicle is a tesla client you get that not everyone needing a car is a Tesla client or is a time a client for Tesla? You have your Honda's, you have people. So, so I'm saying that not everyone will gravitate to your message, but be so, become so secure in your value proposition that you're not unwavering when you get a no.
0: And I, that love, is- I I I I love that that's a great analogy I, I I really love that um and don't be um I would add this and say don't be uh distracted by being called aggressive either yes because a lot of times they like to call especially attach black women uh, attach aggressive to you being um forceful well forceful not the right word but to you standing in your power
1: unwavering yeah
0: and on un, unwavering and you saying this is my worth, this is my value and I'm sticking to it and, and so sometimes that can be labeled as being <laughs> aggressive but it's not being aggressive it's you standing in knowing who you are and what you bring to the table and yes. being able to articulate that in such a way, That people see you as the leader and Mm -hmm. as the influencer that you are.
1: Mm -hmm. Or to see the immediate value that you're trying to deliver.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? And once you know you've done that and they're they're still not looking to snap or bite, understand that not everyone, excuse me, is your client or not everyone would be a a, a, a partner sometimes it's just not for everyone
0: definitely definitely (laughs) and this this goes right into our our last point that I was gonna bring up is owning your accomplishments because a lot of times we as women we are so afraid to own what we've accomplished we are so afraid to talk about it we don't want people because we are such natural nurturers, we are such natural helpers. Our first instinct is to help others. And I saw I saw a quote that the other day from The Rock um, was given quotes. And one of the quotes was, you cannot pour into someone else's cup, if your cup is not full. Right. And sometimes we as women think that if we're not giving, if we're not helping, that we are being selfish. That we, in some way, we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing, and so that ties into us not wanting to talk about what we're doing. We're not wanting to talk about the successes that we're having. Not wanting to celebrate ourselves. Uh, so, so what what do you say about that? Owning your own accomplishment.
1: I think once the it comes down to having the rubber hits the road. Once that rubber hits the road and you see that um, your goals depend on how you articulate your value and your vision, I think the person struggling with that would eventually find ways to navigate and become accepting of doing it. That used to be me. (laughs) It used to be me until I saw, "Hey, I'm not getting this because I'm not doing this." Okay, let me try to do this, right? So I think once a rubber hits the road and and you're looking for tangible result, you're looking for results. I think um, and you see that, hey, I'm I'm not tooting my own horn um enough or, or on this professional realm, you would begin to grow comfortable. With with, with 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 speaking about your accomplishments and what you can do however um speaking to them as completions and not quite accomplishments so when you speak to them by well oh, i've completed this and i've completed that and not because some people are just not natural braggers right yeah but you start looking at you start shifting your thoughts around your your um your achievements and you probably you see it as completions. I think it will become easier to discuss. Mm-hmm. I have achieved. I have completed this. I've done this. I've, I've I've done that milestone. I've gone through that milestone. I think once the thoughts are shifted around it, but again, I mean, once the rat rubber has root and you see that <laughs>
0: hey, this is needed,
1: it, it it will come. Navigating it will come.
0: And let me tell you men are not afraid to do this i've gone to i've been in that professional world and part of the national black mba i've been in where i've met presidents ceos um community leaders all of that stuff you go to these networking events and to these conferences and all that stuff and you see the men are not afraid to speak they're not afraid to come to you and say, this is what I do. This is who I am. I am the CEO of this. I am I am, I am, am the president of this. They are not afraid to get big and bold up in front of your face and say, this is what I've done. This is what I've accomplished. Something that they're not afraid to do as well, they're not afraid to ask for what they want. No. You would see them at an event and they would be like, this is what I do. I'm looking to do this. I'm doing this new project. Um, I'm going to reach out to you. I I need your help. They are not afraid. And we as women need to get into that space too, where we're not afraid to ask for help. And we're not afraid to talk about what we're doing as business owners, as professional mm-hmm. women, and mm-hmm. what we have accomplished in terms of being in that space. Mm-hmm. I think once we get more comfortable in doing that, uh, that is going to up, uh, open up the door of opportunities as well. We're going to be able to have people that are supposed to be in our in our tribe, in our network, in our village, mm-hmm. gravitate to us because now they know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And we're also gonna be able to be able to decipher, uh, who we need to be a part of that village and a part of that network as well. Once we start putting ourselves out there even more,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really think we have to break from that mold that society has placed us in, and 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 really recondition our thoughts and our minds around professional growth as women, and mm-hmm. and be um. And be honest in saying that we have to plan around the challenges that we will encounter and not be hard on ourselves when we have to take things in smaller pieces or in smaller bites. Mm -hmm. And, And that is something I had to grow to accept too. And in doing so, taking things in smaller bites, you might find yourself in the comparison trap, but don't fall for it. I mean, I'm I'm speaking from experience. Um, really, really keep your mind on things that will 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 keep you focused and keep you motivated, and align yourself with people of like mind who are further.
0: Yeah, and you talk about society, and the last thing I would say as well is do not feel guilty or ask for forgiveness when pursuing your goals and and pursuing what you want to do. Because Mm -hmm. society have had us in a box for so long that Mm -hmm. we're not supposed to work. We're supposed to be the ones home tending to the family. We're the nurturers. Mm -hmm. We're the one that constantly give, 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 give. And so I think at times some women feel guilty because they are trying to uh, pursue a different path or do both things at the same time. Mm -hmm. And society can make us feel guilty like we're not (laughs) operating in the role that they set out for us. Yes, Yes. And so that becomes part of the insecurity factor as well. Mm -hmm. That becomes part of us not wanting to say what we're doing or not wanting to talk Mm -hmm. about ourselves because of that fear of being judged and fear mm. of what society or even the men are going to say because there are some men out there that want to stick into this quote unquote traditional era where they're thinking that women are getting too much power, you're getting too much too much stuff and they want to keep you in that mm-hmm. in that bounds of of that traditional, of of long ago and so it's us having to have that confidence built within ourselves and that security mm-hmm. of not being easily deterred deterred by that
1: yes 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 i agree i totally agree yeah
0: so uh, before we end because we've gone through so many things there is so many- <laughs> Other things that I wanted to talk about, but we have we have come to that time. I think we went over a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> We've come to that time where it's the end of our episode. But before we end, just I want you to just give last words, last um words of of tips, last word of advice that you would give to women out there in this as we celebrate w- Woman History Month. Uh, this year, uh, what what are your advice to women?
1: My advice to women as we celebrate uh, Women's History Month and in, in, in respect to professional growth, I would say firstly, do not, we are our toughest critics. We are our toughest critics. Be realistic, but also hold yourself accountable but be kind to yourself, first of all. Once we've achieved that, map your plan and then execute. Revisit that plan ever so often because things would change, family life, everything else. And be flexible in recalibrating that plan without feeling guilt.
0: Yes. Woman,
1: woman, woman, woman. It's easy for us to fall in that guilt trap. It's easy. We we, we, we were even guilty when we can't make up a proper dinner and order pizza. <laughs> and they're still eating, right, ladies? So let's get ourselves out of that guilt trap. And be easy on ourselves. And, and and that is that's that that's that's the, the best advice I've um given myself and I can share with others. Be yeah. kind be kind. Be kind to yourself.
0: Definitely so <laughs> important. And my last advice to you, woman, is going to be do not allow anyone to dim your light. Not a man, not your family, not people around you. Because when you start allowing that, that's when you find yourself deep down in the valley of depression, because you're not happy. Do the things that is going to make you happy, and do not allow anyone to dim your light. Yes. And that that is going to be my 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 advice to all you women out there. Continue to live, live, laugh, and love, and be the best version of yourself you can be for yourself first and foremost, for your family, for the people around you, but most importantly, for yourself. Yes. Thank you so much, Tammy, Thank for coming and talking to me today on this Woman History Month. Thank you so much. This has been a great discussion. I, it think has. It's a great, I think it's a great, it's a discussion that needs to be had all throughout yes. the year. Women need to be talking and really um, challenging, supporting each other and uplifting each other. And I'm so glad that we were able to do this. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. They ha- this has been another episode of the Network Our podcast. Until next time, live, laugh, and love. Yes.